everyone welcome back to read the room podcast as you already know it's your girl merv as you already know it's your girl ambria <laughs> nice to be back with y'all we've been having a lot of technical difficulties so we are back um, in two separate places we're reading two separate yeah. rooms today unfortunately but you know what it is what it is we're gonna make it work <laughs> and okay us being in two separate places is unrelated to the technical difficulties that we had last time. So last time we recorded two episodes at once and halfway through one of them, the sound turned off and we didn't know. So... Yeah. And the other one is the sound was non-period. Yeah, there was so. no sound. So it was me talking to myself for an hour and a half. And as much as I know y'all want that. <laughs> <laughs> we could not no we could not we, we couldn't no put that out that. and then now we're recording from two separate places because we were both being mr worldwide mm-hmm. traveling so yeah. to be you know safe, safe since we're in a pan dulce we right. had to be Until in two separate places i can get tested and you get tested you got a quarantine for two weeks you just got back I also got the vaccine. Did we talk about that? Yeah, you can still get COVID, though. You got a better chance just, of it, getting it, it, it than just, me. <laughs> it just helps you fight it off. That's all. But you can still get COVID. That's you, all the vaccines are. You can get the shit. It just helps you fight it. That's all. It's not immunity. I know. I'm just saying that you have a better chance of having it right now than me. Anyways. Quote, unquote. Did you get both of your shots? Just one. No, so we're equally. But it's like one shot plus safety. Like, I'm good. (laughs) Okay. I'm a good, safe girl. Oh, get tested. I mean, of course, but I'm just saying. Yeah, so our last episode we were going to put out, we we actually did put out the video version of um, the clout episode. Mm -hmm. But Um, if anyone, if anyone out there watched that video very few of y'all um you'll see that even through that like the sound on your end got messed up at some point but there was some little gems in there yeah it was a good episode um there was some feedback i saw but i don't remember them off the top of my head but i saw people were like you know they like they like the episode which is good um and we have we have recorded another episode called every everything is racist which is what we're re-recording today. So what essentially... This actually would have fared a whole lot better in Black History Month, but... It is Like we said, Black History is every day, so... Yeah. We're going to continue on with that. Um, so everything is racist, though. The premise is um, essentially... I don't that know. Everything it makes, is racist. Yeah. That everything <laughs> is racist, and when people are often... You know, in some type of, mostly likely in like a political argument or whatever, mm-hmm. social argument, they always bring up the, you know, the topic of race and people are like, why does it have to be about race? So what is it? Everything's not black or white. Um, Yes, it is. Apparently, according to America, everything is literally racist. So today mm-hmm. we're going to break down just four ways, four of millions, thousands, who knows, right. uh, ways of how things are racist. Oh, I just broke my pencil. Um, so that the first is race. No, I'm 
It might be. So the the first topic at hand we had was um or is universal health care, which is a, a hot topic every time we go out for elections, whether it be midterms or the actual presidential elections. Healthcare is always one of the number one topics, especially now in the world of um, COVID and the pandemic and people dying left and right. Healthcare is always, we're always wondering why healthcare is not something that's universal. Come to find out, has racist beginnings. So with universal healthcare, there was a lot, a lot of the, the racial things we're going to talk about today is post the civil war so this is like right on the cusp of when black uh black americans or descendants of african slaves were no longer slaves anymore so it was right on that cusp of them making that transition from um day laborers to like trying to figure out where they fit in into american society Mm -hmm. so at this point in time this is right after the civil war there was a lot of health disparities obviously the healthcare system is not what it it is now what it was back then. And so there was a lot of epidemics going on. And um, as you can clearly tell, it, it impacted a lot of the black community. And at the time, the white communities, they really didn't want any of that spilling into their white communities. So at first they were thinking like, well, we need to make them more healthy so you know they can get back to work on the plantations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then they were like, because then, cause then they, they fit, their train of thought was if they get back healthy and um, if they get back healthy and they're free, then the whole hierarchy of, you know, the ha- yeah, the haves and the have-nots, basically. Yeah, doesn't exactly work. So they were like, you know what? Never mind. We actually just want <laughs> us to get better and them to continue to, you know, to fend for themselves. Exactly. So that's when a lot of public policy comes into play. And, you know, obviously the white communities were funded more, you know, they're getting more of the attention and the black community, they're not really, you know, reaping any of the benefits. And they took it a step further as far as universal health care and why we get our benefits through employers is they started tying that into um, people's place of employments and their jobs. So um, employers started offering you know, these crazy, crazy benefits where it would, you know, help the health of the people who work for them. So these were the jobs that the black Americans at that time were not able to go up for. So if you can't get hired for this job, you can't get health care. So you deteriorate. Yes, right. And hopefully so, die off is what they... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so like the, the reason why we, we have health care is not because our employers care about us. It's because they initially did not want the... Um, what do you call slaves that are no longer slaves? There's a word for that. Freedmen. The emancipated people. Yeah. The freed, freed, but I feel like, I always felt like freed slaves was kind of like a, are you free and a slave? But I guess it makes sense. Uh, the people that are emancipated, they didn't want ex-slaves. them to. Uh, yeah, ex-slaves. Yeah, so they didn't want them to have access to health care, so they tied it into jobs that they were not able to um, get. So remember that next time you have to pay for your health care. <laughs> because you weren't meant to have it. That's it. At all. It's so, I feel yeah. like for for America to be a quote unquote like first world country, We're you not. would think that we, you know. This is definitely a third world country. In a Gucci belt. Or maybe, sec- maybe second world. <laughs> maybe second world. <laughs> 
Maybe a second world country. I mean, I feel like it just, how do you define first world country? Like we have access, we have the transportation. It, it's just capitalism. Like, yeah, just really a choice with things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know how I feel about capitalism. So yeah, so <laughs> even to tie this in a little bit more further into um, today and like I said, like the things we're talking about is when it comes to like election rounds, um, having, you know, access to affordable health care, obviously that's going to impact a lot of the black people currently still to this day. And even when Obama came out with um, affordable health care, that, you know, gave like the majority of black people, you know, access to health care that they did not have before. So when we're talking about health care in America, first world, third world country, just know that we are one of the only first world countries that don't have universal health care. Right. That's so... Yeah, so, yeah, make America great again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next topic we have here is urban planning and renewal. Yes. So, this one is directly tied to... Well, I guess, like, the, the main thing was directly tied to why major cities, in particular cities, where it's, like, you know, most... I, I guess like geared towards black people like the Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit, mm-hmm. those type of places. Mm-hmm. Why we have so much traffic and apparently that's racist too. Um, so this goes back to um, real early on in the planning of American cities. Again, this is right on the cusp of when the slaves were freed. At first, the masters, they wanted to keep their slaves close. You know, because if they keep them close, they keep a roof over their head, then they have more of an incentive to work for them on top of already being threatened with their lives and things of that nature. And so once they're freed, they have no use for the slaves anymore. So now the conversation switches from I need to keep my slaves close in to if they're not going to be working for free, then I don't want them anywhere near me, my family, my children. Yeah, so this and- is how... In this, in the same breath, though, like a lot of them stayed. So I feel like if you're a white person who switched industries, like perhaps you became one of those people who worked in the city or whatever. Like, okay, yeah, you have no use mm-hmm. for slaves. But like for a very long time, people were still living on plantations, being like whatever you would call it, indentured servants or like sharecroppers or or whatever. Right. But yeah, for that other group of white people who didn't want to be bothered no more. This is what happened. And again, this is where another public policy comes in. When they're planning the cities and trying to figure out, you know, where housing and like freeways and things like that are, are going to be, since there was such there was such a call for people, white people wanting to be so separate from the slaves once they're not able to use them as day laborers they're like well we need to have something in place where they're not where we are so when these public um, policies start coming out and the the government is footing like 90 percent of the the bill when it comes to building these um, infrastructures and different highways and stuff like that a lot of the local authorities they're going to have say in what happens and where things are built so you see that all these major highways are then start they start planning to you know, build them right through black neighborhoods. So then a lot of the people in the black neighborhoods are then displaced because they can no longer live there because we need an expressway way more than you need a house. 
So they start moving them out and, you know, kind of pushing the divide further. Yeah, it was intended for people to have, you know, access and transportation between the north and the south and the east and west and things like that. But it was also the main the main reason why we have all of these, you know, 12, 14 lane highways and shit like that in place is because they wanted to be a stronger divide between white neighborhoods and black neighborhoods. So you put them in places where they're not supposed to be. And yeah, of course, you're going to have like, for example, in Atlanta, you're going to be sitting in freaking um, traffic for four hours because it's just not supposed to be there. It's just not the way that the city is built. You can't have 90% of the people living point A and then having to work between point B and C and then wonder why there's so much traffic. That's why. You try to mm-hmm. keep them out, you cause this bigger issue on top of like already having too many people living in one place. Then you have too many people trying to work in the same place. Hello? Yeah. And in so. addition to like the the expressways going through neighborhoods, black people also need to be near them. So like if you're black where there's no jobs, there's not a lot of jobs in your neighborhood because, you know, yeah. that's just not how it was built for us. So if you look at like Chicago, it's 290, like going west, black people, that's out west, you know, like north and south of that expressway. Look at, I forget what the outside phone called, damn Ryan. Like black people line yeah. to Ross. Yeah, like we're along that. And if you think about like the jobs that black people could get, like after slavery, like, these service work jobs like okay if you work downtown in the post office or in somebody's lunchroom or something like that like you have right. to be able to access that so like the way that all of it is built is in a way to separate because you look you go like really far north away from the expressways and stuff it's like rich right <laughs> whole different and also lives. they don't want all that noise with like the the traffic and like mm-hmm. all that stuff even if you watch like even now if you watch uh, a lot of real estate shows that's like one of the number one things like shows like million dollar listing i watched that in new york the one thing they're like well we don't want to pay this money if we're going to be right next to like a freeway and stuff like that all that noise but it's like i know sis it's not supposed to be there <laughs> so yeah <laughs> traffic is racist apparently <laughs> um <laughs> All right, next on the list, we have um, black church traditions. And the one that I ended up researching surrounded Sunday service, which is obviously super big in the black community. Um, And lo and behold, that's racist too. (laughs) So if we um, track back the origins of one of the black or two of the black traditions, we have um, the white gloves that, they typically wear so that started back in segregation post-slavery where you know black people obviously were not seen as good enough to be intermingled with the white people but obviously good enough to serve them so they would wear white gloves when they would be um ushering and officiating and things of that nature because white people did not want to be touched by a black person thus mm. impacting their purity or mm. rach- racial superiority wherever their minds was at so that's where the whole white glove tradition comes from they said you touch white me white touch don't touch which me is weird you filthy animals they were dirty but yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody <laughs> what everybody 
Think about how far hygiene in general has come. So you're talking about don't touch you. Stop playing with me. Y'all going to the bathroom there, outside doing the most. There, There's white people on Twitter who admitted to not washing their legs. All right. Just let, let the, slow, the soap run down their body to their legs. So so what do you wash then? Like just your shoulders and just hope that it hits the like, rest of your body? I know. So I'm guessing your shoulders and your face. I literally go from my, I do my face outside and I go in and do everything twice. The legs, at the least, feet. at least I like to wash, I'm washed back of like the ears a couple times with a bar. And then I go for my last round. I do the body with wash the for the, uh-huh, yeah, for the smell. Stop playing yeah. with me. And, and they don't <laughs> wash their legs, which is like. It's just one person said they didn't wash your legs because it's a waste of soap. I'm like, literally. How not? So, soap bars are a dollar. And you if also. you really down and out, it is a dollar. You also think about where your legs are located on your body. Like, everybody has a private part down there. Not everyone, you know. Representation. I don't know what you have. but Your body has private parts. I mean, who knows? I'm sure that there's like a. I'm Everybody sure, has private I'm parts. I'm sure there is a community. You can't get around that. You can't get around private parts. Oh, because you got to go to the bathroom. But there are some people yeah. who have like a tube. Look, long, <laughs> look, you know what? We're done. Here. But I'm just saying that a lot of times there's a private part down there. And if you're not washing the legs that are next to the private part, that's like a very important part of the. Yeah. If they, they come. If you're argue, not washing your legs, I don't think you're washing your private parts. <laughs> so but you if know, you don't want to go if you're standing straight you don't want to touch your thigh you don't you're not touching right there you're not i don't know you know what they it do wash though bro they wash that hair <laughs> i've heard i used, I used to hear people in school being like no like i just washed my hair and i never understood like what do you mean you just washed your hair they will get into the shower and just wash their hair let the rest of their body rock okay but wash they don't that's a thing i swear i swear i went to so but like when you wash your hair like you know you get hair follicles in your ass crack under your armpits you tell me they're not washing that off they're not new to this they do to this so they be figuring it out in some way yeah i don't know how bro but (laughs) this is coming from the people that used to throw their poop in the street didn't know how to bathe, but want to tell somebody they have to wear white gloves because they don't want to be impure. Sick I'm just shit. so curious now about that. What they be on in the shower? Not much. Washing the legs. <laughs> Even if you wash your whole body twice, you're gonna be in the shower for literally. If you just like straight up concentrate on washing, because the body is not that big. You know, you have here, 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 here. You're gonna be in the shower for ten minutes. It's not a long time. They're and do honestly, stuff, be you, longer, could, you, like, you could do that shorter than 10 minutes. Skilled. Right, seven. Like, even if you really scrub, because one minute is a long time to be scrubbing your body when yeah. you think about it. Yeah. A minute is a long time. So, seven minutes, seven to 10. Chill. I mean, maybe even five if you really on them. If in a you, mission. I will. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do, but yeah, they yeah, don't. My showers don't be long unless I have to wash my hair or shave my legs. But that's, I think that washing your hair if your hair is not textured, it's probably quicker. 
I don't know, bro, but I guess. wash y'all legs. That's weird. The only place that, no, I was going to say arguably your arms are less important to wash. But, no, but you got your armpits. Yeah. That's Anything the, where it's like out or can be out, I feel like. Wait, no, your whole body. The, your entire there's body. Nothing, there's nothing that's up less important. And moving, your body is up and moving and it needs to be washed. Your yeah. hands. You don't need to wash your hands necessarily in the shower. They're naturally going to get wet because you're cleaning yourself and you wash your hands And you all have the, the soap in your hand. I hope. I hope you have soap. <laughs> and water. Hope you're in the shower. Hope stuff. you start. I hope you take a shower. Right. But yeah, somebody pointed out, like, you don't have to take a shower every day. I'm like, okay, well, me, I'm taking a shower every day. Let me for think. Do part. I take a shower? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Because sometimes I'd be like, you know, I don't, I don't even feel like I do it today. Some days it's like but, I have sat here and did not nothing. Or yeah. or if I showered the night before. Or Yeah. I don't know. It just if I shower the night before, then you have to shower that night. Right. And if you miss it or you go to sleep or you watch your show too then long you gotta or something, like, you end up doing right. it the next morning. That's, yeah. But otherwise. That's, that's usually. But they, they say like, oh my God, I remember one time I was babysitting these kids from a white family. They told me they don't take a shower every day. It just straight up children. Mm-hmm. I mean, they smell like the two in the bathroom. Kids. How, smell kids, really bad. My sister be putting my nephew in the shower damn near multiple times because the little boy <laughs> be musty, okay? So. Yes, I'm like, kids, if anybody, kids need to be in the shower every goddamn day. Uh, absolutely. They be, they be so gross. They're so precious, but they're so gross. Yeah. <sighs> but anyways, yeah, so that is why they wear white gloves. That's we crazy. got off track. If you think about church in general, church, the church, period, it's practices, period. the things that the Bible has been said to say and didn't necessarily say, but somebody decided it did. It's so racist. Like everything. How Mm -hmm. they used the Bible to justify slavery. That's not, I I wouldn't have never read that into there, but you, you know, people justify the thing. I don't know where, where I want to know what part of the (laughs) said, like, it was just like, be good to your master. And then they was like, you know what? Oh, I, I'm your master. Lord. <laughs> like, this sir, is why words know, mean things. Yeah. Like be obedient to, you know, it was just oh, like, really? follow the rules. Woo, woo, woo. And then they told the slaves, look at the Bible. It said to follow the rules right. and obey your master. And I'm him now. It's like, but the Bible is man-made though. So it's like the, the, the I so, think we talked, did we talk about, we talked about I this in some in episode. The, the what's the existential? I can't say probably that. the ex- <laughs> existentialism episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, probably um, was it. Um, anybody who didn't listen to that, the con- the sentiment is basically like somebody decided this is a good idea. Let me write about it, and then hella other people were like, I think that's a good idea too. So yeah, now, and then other people were like, "Let me actually." I think it was interpreted this way, so I'm gonna write my own version. There's and no and then that's how like now they're Muslim, <laughs> and they're Catholic. You know, like it just like <laughs> is, everybody interpreted it in their own way. Which and is then like, I think, that, go ahead. No, yeah. And I think the Bible is great, but like as I take it, you said what? Not with a grain of salt, but oh. I, I think the Bible is great, but like 
take it as it applies to your life i think <laughs> i think I so oh my gosh i was talking to one of my friends alia about this and we were looking at like the ten commandments in like the catholic or like christian bible and then like the rules yeah. in the quran bro they're the same if you just take out all yep. the extra fluff and stuff it's like be a good person don't kill nobody don't cheat don't steal it's literally how to be a decent human and then it was literally humans who came and were like you can't you know be what? gay you can't <laughs> like you can't be a woman right like you, free oh, you shouldn't even be black though you black you're le- like no that was not that's not that purpose you can't be a whore you can't be anything right you, you mean anything fun <laughs> the bible is anti-fun no, i was kidding let me not say that no but yeah it's very intriguing how we will see some idea or or honestly also how gullible humans can be but if you think about it all of us are following these religions are we not all very gullible we're all followers at the end of the day and like why is that why did group think like why i i think it's just like because the world is just such a like it's a weird place when you think about it the world just being alive everything we do is such weird thing you have to have some source of uh, like guidance of normality normality uh-huh. and that's like you know what this seems like it seems like okay they're doing all the things for me let me just you know kind of get in line with them type stuff that's what i think it is you just need something to feel a you part gotta of? believe everything that and just like believe in some type of a higher power to make any of this make sense. everything makes sense yeah that's so we don't yeah. we don't have any answers like when we talked about we don't have any answers so we gotta make up our own or i don't know you either make up your own you know what now that i'm older and I hear the word atheist. When I was younger, when people were right. like, I'm atheist, I'm like, you are oh a God. devil worshiper. Satan. Literally. Yeah. And now that I'm older, it's like, okay, like you're atheist. Like you don't subscribe to any one of these things yeah. that somebody random was like, let's do this. And everybody was yep. like, yep. And you're somebody who's like, I'm actually not going to follow that. So low yeah, key, that's atheists all are it free is. thinkers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They're the only ones. Now, if you say I'm a Satanist, I don't know. I'm gonna have to step back on Sat- that one. A Satanist is like you actually worship the, the devil. <laughs> the devil. But I'm gonna take a step back. <laughs> but is that that much different than worshiping God? Like it, this is getting very existential too. But like, okay, if you are if you're a worshiper of God, you're worshiping like good and what's good about the world and like the chance that it'll be better. If you're a Satanist, you probably are just living in the actually this is shitty like (laughs) like if if being if satan satanism is being a pessimist i i'll give it to you but i'm curious now i don't know what they do i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look it up if you're an atheist we have a religion episode (laughs) we 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 It's getting kind of loud. Outside. Oh no! You know what? That's very anti of me. No, email us because I'm I'm open to anything. I I just love learning. Like Most I want to know. I want to know what an atheist thinks. I'm sure there's like documentaries on it. They're probably like, I don't think nothing. What if? What if they're like, I don't think nothing crazy. I just be living my life and don't think it has anything yeah. to do with God. It's like, I think it is. I think they believe in the the Big Bang theory over God created all this in seven days. That's it. 
That's the difference between us and atheists. Now, that's crazy. And you also think about, like, people who consider themselves more spiritual. I feel like I'm in line with that, like, more spiritual than religious. Religion, I think I would yeah. consider myself religious if, if religion looked different. Than it looks now. Yes. If it was literally like follow the Ten Commandments. If it was inviting, person, yeah, I'd be like, inviting. I'm super religious. Praise him, but that's just not how religion is packaged. It's packaged in this like, come to this place, give me ten percent of the money that you make. <laughs> that I'd be like, I'm gonna give you a little song, but oh, God no. knows my it's heart. Not, it's not going to God. It's not going to Jesus Christ. We it's going that. to the it's rent. It's going to the building and stuff like that. And the pastor Which, car. Let's just be honest. That's all it is. Just say that. That's just say You're that. You're not tipping to God. You're not doing that. No. God does not. God didn't create money. We did. Period. How are you going to give him something that's, first of all, God can't use. It's intangible to God. Just say we're going to need some money to pay our rent. <laughs> All right, cool. I like going here, so I'm going to pay y'all some money. That's it. It's, a, it's like it's, it's, it's like going to the business. club. You're yeah. just trying to, you know, get it. You know, I like to be in this club. Yeah, like don't. Yeah. That's the thing. Why not just That's say it. that? We need, we have operational costs. If you enjoy it in here and you like the community and you want to come back for the work. That's it. Give us some money. Do not say <laughs> this money is going to god yeah because i'm like okay also 10 percent is a very specific number so i always want to know how they came down to that you know what okay i was looking into tithes because when i was studying for the bar i don't know i was like oh like should i get more religious studying for that test honey will make you reevaluate your life and everything that you did but i'm like okay let me yeah. look into religions and what you know what's up with yeah. all of them and i think it's muslim some factions of Muslim religion, they have tithes, but you only have to tithe if you make a certain amount and then you have okay. to give a certain percentage to like the poor and then a certain percentage to this and to that. That makes a little bit more sense to me if I'm going to have to do it. That makes the most sense. But because how many poor members of the church are coming in every Sunday giving money giving that they don't have, hoping for a blessing because... The pastor told them that if they give $100, they're going to get $5,000. That is so foul. That's so foul. We're going to get the biggest blessing. That's not true. That's not true. I I definitely believe in the power of God and faith and all that. But it doesn't come when people say, oh, yeah, if you just give this money now, you're going to get it. Give me a You might not get that $5,000 for like 10 years. Now what? And then you know what's even more foul? Like, okay, you give 10% for 50 years. And then say you win the lotto and it's like something small, like you win ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Now are they gonna convince you that's because you were given to the church? Or is that yes. just straight up Because the lottery random. is like that's the most random thing you could ever win is the lottery because the odds are never in people's favor. No, never. That's so the most random shit you can That's get. random. Or, okay, say it's something that's not as random. Like, okay, you pay your tithes all these years and then mm-hmm. you get a good job that's paying. Is that because you paid your tithes? Or is it because you were qualified for the job for, because you put in the work? Like, are y'all going to tell me that? qualification. So are we atheists? <laughs> <laughs> No, I believe I believe in God. I believe in a higher spirit. That's how I that's how I conceptual. I have too many fucking questions to not believe in a higher spirit. So 
that's why but religion how like you said how it is now i don't know it's not the most inviting so definitely i'm more on the spiritual side i, I definitely consider myself to be a christian though but i'm like a a freelance christian i would say that's a good okay I, freelance I, I christianity do my own thing you know i talk to god and do my own thing but it's like i'm not i'm not prescribing to the religion to a, to a t i'm a freelance right. They call I I was baptized Catholic and they call that a cafeteria Catholic, like you cafeteria. Yeah, you like rock with it, but not really like in your own way. So, yeah, 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 in my own way, cafeteria Christianity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what were we talking (laughs) about? We were talking about black churches, which is kind of is very on topic, but in the sense of racism, we weren't really there. Gonna miss the mark on that. But <laughs> to recap what originally sparked this <laughs> rant is we were talking about the black church traditions and how they stem from slavery or post slavery um, um, relationships between white and black people where they had to wear white gloves because the white people thought they would be impure if they were touched by a black person. The other thing they had to do is whenever they would pass around a collection plate and, and collect tithes and offerings, they would have to put one hand behind their black their backs because white people thought they were going to be steal. stealing. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, but I guess our conversation makes sense because my modern connection was like, why do we keep these traditions of like, you know? I feel like a lot of it is ignorance. Like, what? Yeah. I learned this, and anybody who's listening to this, perhaps you're learning it as well. Like, you don't yeah. think that things are as deeply rooted in racism, but they are. If you think about it, like, yeah. be during slavery and then when we were free. Society literally changed how it operated. So all these traditions that came out of that time, anything that didn't exist before was new. And at the forefront of everybody's mind around that time was, oh, no, these black people are free. How can we separate ourselves? How can we protect ourselves and protect our kind? So all these things that seem very small to us started with some good old-fashioned prejudice. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what they say racism is Americanism uh, apple pie or whatever America so, it is like so, it's not really surprising the, but it's like a what the fuck that's our thing like that's crazy that that America like yeah that's racism is our je ne sais quoi mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure yep uh, moving on, we have tipping. Yes, we did talk about that. Tipping is also rooted in racism. How? We're going to tell you. Mm. So, tipping comes from the Europeans. You know, they, <laughs> the Americans who went to Europe saw that people were tipping and they considered it to be, you know, more sophisticated, sophisticated, more, you know, bourgeoisie. So they brought it back here and they kind of put their own twist to it as the Americans would. Um, so when black people were freed and they were trying to figure out where they fit in and like the type of jobs they would get, obviously we just talked about healthcare. They weren't getting those 
jobs that allowed them to have such benefits. So they were getting lower paying jobs or lower end quote unquote jobs like, you know, busboys, waiters and things of that nature. And originally US employers, they just did not want to pay their, you know, former enslaved people, you know, which I'm not playing devil's advocate, but I see where their mindset is like, why would I pay for someone who was just like last week he I was not paying them? Type stuff. You know, that's probably what they were thinking. So they were trying to find a way around being, you know, held accountable to pay these people. So that's where the idea of tipping comes from. Like, yeah, I'll hire you. I'm not going to pay you. You just got to work for whatever tips these people are going to pay you. Which at the time, who even knows what that, you know, looks like in the world of Jim Crow, segregation, stuff like that. Would I, a white person who's been racist all my life, all of a sudden want to tip um black people for doing what i think they're you know ordained to do absolutely not but then you know what that probably was the birth of the white savior complex like Mm. oh let me give this poor black person a dollar now i'm not racist because i gave them a little bitty tip you know and then in those same establishments okay if you are in this restaurant and you have to rely on tips black people can't go in that restaurant so right. you're relying so you have on to like only white people. You gotta tap dance, tap dance. Yes, master. Do a yes, backflip. <laughs> you know, get... keep your head down. You know, type stuff. So it's it's an interesting concept because I know we talk a lot about tipping in the modern sense, like how much you should tip and people working for tips and stuff like that. And it's just like, let's just get rid of tipping and pay everybody what they're worth. I don't know. To me, it's an easy solution. I mean, absolutely. It's so easy. To me, everything is an easy solution, though. So, But that's just me. I'm a, I'm a dreamer. You know, <laughs> what I think is not realistic to the times that we live in. So, of course, I'm going to think all we got to do is just pay people what they're worth. But people don't want to do that. So, I still don't understand. So just, go ahead. So, I still don't understand. Like, there's not salaries in the restaurant industry. There is, but not three dollars. They said, <laughs> yeah. So the <laughs> so while minimum wage nationally is like seven dollars, if you make at least thirty dollars in tips, a restaurant can legally pay you two dollars and thirteen cents an hour. Thirty dollars in tips per month. What's it called again? What the, the sub minimum wage? Well, now that is um. That's the lowest they can go. Some I've seen get paid three, maybe four dollars an hour. Wait. Oh, okay, wait. I see something what? about for youth, they can pay you four dollars and twenty five cents. But this for anybody? I'm pretty sure. Because the way people talk about waitressing jobs and things like that, I don't think restaurants are out here paying people ten dollars an hour to be servers. Oh, okay. Here we go. Sick. Okay, workers in certain categories of employment can legally be paid less than the federal minimum wage. So this is the definition of subminimum wage. These subminimum wage employees include student learners, so vocational education students, and full-time students working in retail, service, agriculture, or higher education. Why, bro? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong person. I don't know. Okay. Um, 
All right. We need some change in legislation. How about that? We've been talking about that. They've been talking about fifteen dollar minimum wage for like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, did it passed right? And it will get it in like twenty twenty six or some shit like that. Over ten yeah, years. Yeah. Okay. This is another thing we talked about. They're saying like, and I understood this. People were frustrated that the minimum wage wasn't going. The minimum wage wouldn't go up quick enough. Allegedly, it's because. It's trying to save small businesses from going out of business if they have to pay much more. But I just don't. I feel like they don't be having enough employees to not pay enough. They they're a small business. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that that's really the problem. I think that it's just big businesses trying to find like some sort of out before loopholes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Before it goes. Before by the time, like we talked about this last time, by the time we get to 15, we're going to need 25. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a never ending battle because what they're going to do is they're going to keep raising the cost of life, the cost of living. So it's like, and that's one of the main, um, main pushbacks on the $15 is like, well, if you raise it, then all, everything has to be raised. They really it's are about been to try being and do raised. That, bro. Yeah. It never stopped. It's been being raised. So it's like, what can we lose at this point? Yeah. Rent bent up. Prices of food bent up. Yeah, chips bent up. So it's chips, like, bro, not bro. We, you can't get twenty five cent chips no more. You can't get that no more. That's like fifty seventy five cents now, bro. That's sick. And then the chips and if I'm two dollars an hour. <laughs> I can't afford that. If this the bag of chips, <laughs> the chips be <laughs> right here, bro. Where are wow, my like chips? Okay, paying twenty five cents is okay. It's not that much, but. Right, no, twenty five cents for a handful of chips. That's fine, but right now they be getting real fancy. Like it used to be four for a dollar. Now you can only get like maybe two for a dollar and some change. So I'm saying like things have been going up. Like they're trying to play in y'all faces when they talk about cost of life, and it's not correlated with the minimum wage. Mm. Shit's been going up. Been so cut the shit and pay people what they're worth. Because I know some people, like, can't even avoid it, though. So that's the problem, too. It's, like, a lot of people depend on some of these jobs. So it's, like... I mean, yeah. Gotta get what are you going to do? Which yeah. sucks. Right. It's, so, it's not their fault. Like, no. Pay people more. And people don't... I don't think people realize... And I think, in general, we all need to talk about this more. How much people make doing other things. Like, maybe they don't... What you mean? I think that there should just be more transparency like, okay, I'm oh, a yeah. blank and we make this much. I'm a blank and we make this much. Because people really don't be knowing. Like, you can have a conversation At with somebody all. and they be like, oh, I'm making real good money. And then you hear what good money is to them and it's like, I know somewhere else that you could be making some better yeah. money with your same qualifications, yeah. but you don't know because, you yeah. know, you haven't been exposed to it or you haven't tried. Even or- even in corporate America, I think salary transparency is something that needs to happen. Like, who... It's just money to me. I'm like, just tell me how much you make. I don't care. Right. I'm not going to steal just, your money. I just want to make like, the same. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember when Jerome told us that happened to him? When he was training that guy and the guy was making more than him? <gasps> now, I would have quit on the spot. <laughs> I like, y'all are finna play in my face like that. What? That was but, so crazy to me. But that's the thing. Like, these places bank on, on the, you know, awkwardness of it. 
They're like, okay, well, we can pay him whatever because I know that he's never going to tell him that he makes that much. They bank on that. They're counting on you to be quiet and not know your worth and not say nothing. Exactly. So we have to be better. Yeah, even as coworkers. Just let me know how much you make. I'll let you know. I don't care. At the ha- oh, but I found that at the happy hour, honey, people be feeling it, spilling and, the tea, and spilling all mm-hmm. the tea. You said how much? You did <laughs> what? Okay, okay. <laughs> Interesting. That's when. That's when you get them when they all loosey goosey. Yeah, but that's good. Like have those conversations because it only hurts if you don't. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, tipping is racist. <laughs> Let's get rid of it and pay people what they're worth. Um, and then we have standardized testing. Woo. I, just, I was just talking to you about Operation Varsity Blue. I watched Blue. it. I watched you it. You watched it? I watched it last Sick as fuck. night. Sick as fuck. I felt bad um, for the um, rowing coach. The sailing coach. I felt like he was yep. innocent. Just He, he was. Because he, he told the guy, he was like, um, I guess, but you had to go through like the regular people to donate. He's like, and then the guy was like, okay. And then he then called him like, hey, thanks for getting so and so. And he's like, what are you talking about? He, he was innocent, he was bro. Like, so I'm uh, glad okay. the, the judge, <laughs> the judge did right by him. Like, okay, yeah. just put him on house arrest or whatever. He didn't even do nothing wrong, but oh boy, it's out here. Okay, we're going really deep into this. If anybody we has are. not watched this, what's it called? I told you we should have an episode on this. It's so good. There's so many different things you could talk about. What's it Operation called? Varsity Oper- Blues. Okay, Operation Varsity Blues. For anyone who didn't hear about it, I'm sure you heard about it. You might just not have known the name. But basically, it was that scandal when all these super rich people were paying. That's the key point right there. Super They're like rich. extremely rich people. We're talking CEOs, actors, actresses, the mm. freaking heir to the Hot Pockets fortune. Bro, like these are people with money knee they were paying to get their kids into school um but they weren't going and this is i learned this supposedly there's a backdoor way to get your kid into school which is mm-hmm. to donate millions and millions of dollars to the school jerry kushner his dad donated two and a half million dollars the year he got in uh-huh. he was an average student let's talk about that right but mm, i wish i had two million to get honey i would be harvard <laughs> Harvard, no, I wouldn't you? do that. If I had two million, we're not going to fucking school. Okay, that can I just <laughs> what? Okay, can I just Get say here. Can I just say? So, um, wait, first let me finish. There's a back door you pay millions, there's a side door where you basically lie. You'd be like, I'm an athlete. I'm a this, and then they pretend, yeah. and then you get in. Okay, boom. So one of the girls was what's that lady's name? Laughlin. Uh Lori. Lori Laughlin. From uh Yeah, from Laughlin. um Full House. I'm Becky. Okay, I'm Becky from Full House. Paid to get her daughters into was a USC. USC, yeah. Okay, one of them or both of them, I'm not sure, but one of them is like a YouTuber, and she had like all these endorsements, and she made all these videos, and she had vlogs and things like that. Why is she going to college? She didn't want to go to college. Like she clearly does not want to go to college. If y'all have that many millions of dollars to spare. Or like hundreds of thousands, whatever, to spare, to pay for them to get into the school. Just put that money in like an investment account or something for them and let them do their thing. Go invest $500,000. 
They will have Imagine plenty. me, if I see my kid doing her YouTube shit, hella raw endorsements, making money, baby, go ahead and do that. Do that shit. We're not going to school. Literally, that's making you... Like, people go to school in order to find a thing that they like enough and that's going to make them money. So right. she is already in high school. She's found that thing that she likes and she's found that thing that makes her money. Now you're going backwards, going to college. Like, people are taking yeah. classes about social media marketing influencer marketing it's like a big business it's a billion dollar business literally she could have just done her thing and then got to a point where she could go back and teach somebody but now because you want to look prestigious right and that's the problem too that's another thing i got from that is like yes harvard yale the princeton's are all great school but what makes them great is all this money that they get that's (laughs) the difference between you going to Harvard and me going to DePaul and you being the Ivy League uh, graduate and me not is that your school got hella billions in endowments. That's what makes the school prestigious and that's Literally. what makes people want to go there. It's not really about the education. subject matter. Because no. you, like, I went to school with, like, I went to school with some pretty cool people but then I, I got to the workforce. I'm going to school with a nigga that had a 34 on his ACT. We talked about this. I had a 24. Mm-hmm. And we both had the same job. It's like... It's, making the same amount of money like what's the yeah and i don't like depaul there were some smart people like it was very yeah, smart, people. smart and then, people like at look DePaul. at our look at our peers and i'm just thinking of like black depaul look at our peers and the stuff that we're doing like book raw smart but also just raw at life so it's like yeah what is no it's just no, about the name Harvard, but it's just about the name. Even like when you you when you go to like to look in like what school ranks the top, they pay for those positions. So it's not oh. really like people are like going through like the courses and shit trying to figure out. Oh, what the did you are. guys read this book? Like, <laughs> no, it's literally like all those U.S. News and Princeton. Yeah, Review, those books. It's prestige. Is pay, it's it's paid for too. So it's like. These kids, like, I felt bad for the kids. They, like, really stressing out because they didn't get into the school. They feel like they're not good enough, smart enough, because some random millionaire who donated X amount of money to Harvard told them that's the school they're, they're, they're supposed to go to if they're, like, the smartest. No, that's not how it works. No. You know what? This is so interesting to me because I feel like this ties very much into our clout episode. Like, if you think yeah. about it, all these schools are really just clout demons. Like, okay, yes. like, give me some money so that we can... And then wear the gear. And it's all about clout. Like, what school looks the most prestigious or whatever. Yeah. Um. Freaking. <laughs> we talking about these high-ass schools. We're going to talk about George Bush, number one. Because he went to Yale. He had a two-point whatever-the-fuck GPA. What does that say about that school then? Two point. He only got in because his dad was the president. <laughs> or was that before? Or was that after? I don't know. He only got in because somebody he's a they bush. Have money. He's a bush. Yeah. yeah, he got in because he's a bush. How does someone with a 2.35 GPA become president? <laughs> Nepotism. <laughs> That's such a good point, bro, because we can't even Nepotism. get in the door without a three whatever. Like, that's nepotism at its highest. Like, I don't... Like... And you know what? Another... This makes me think about, like, how much of a scam it is that they convinced people that affirmative action was a problem. When Girl! 
when really this is going this on. Is, this is this is just a side door. Let's talk about the back door. That's what they didn't seem to like touch on. It's like, yeah, there's a side door, side door that's fucked up and all those people are bad people, but it's like you get rid of the side door, the back door is going to always be open. It's always open. They're always going to take th- that money. And the fact that $3 million may or may not get your kid into Harvard, that's sick as fuck. If they're I had like, to pay oh, $3 no, million they, for, a for maybe, more. for a maybe, I can pay $3 million and get somebody to Photoshop my damn kid, um, a damn degree, and all this shit, a transcript. I could do that for all that. Like, I am just... So the problem so, is the schools. So do <laughs> the, the schools do the schools charge tuition? Yes, because girl, y'all are getting tuition. because y'all are getting all these hundreds of millions of dollars. Y'all need to be letting everybody go in there for free. <laughs> like so, you're telling I me? Know. I honestly don't know what they put their endowments towards. I don't know what they go towards. Salaries on top of on top of the endowments they have. You know, like if you have a basketball team or a football team, you're probably bringing in some type of money. It might, it might not be uh, top Big Ten type money, but you're bringing in money because people They're love br- to donate to basketball programs bring, oh and football God. programs. When I was in college, I used to be like, the basketball players should not get paid because they, I just felt like they treated them like they were just celebrities. Like, uh don't gas their right. heads up no more. But now that I'm grown, my opinion has changed. They really yeah, should be paying should them paid. because yeah. they're making the school so much money. Like they're making yeah. the school so much money beyond the tuition that they're mm-hmm. giving them for free. Like, no, bro. We all can fuck around and go to college for free based on basketball departments alone. Literally. Literally. They could really slash tuition in half. Yeah, especially if it's like a big ten school, like the U of I's and the Dukes and yeah, the they Kentuckys could, of the world. You just they make so have. much yeah, money. Oh my discount. god, I'm sick at the so topic. much money. These schools, y'all are really get rid of them. <laughs> at this get point, I'm sick of it. <laughs> get rid of college, but that that conversation actually does tie into our everything is racist last last point, which is standardized testing. Um, and when we first talked about this, um, basically we discovered that a lot of the work that was put into standardized testing goes way back into um, the work of a guy. His name was Carl Brigham. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's aptitude tests based on mm-hmm. that. I think it, is it called the Brigham test? What's it called? Something like something that. with yeah. something with his name on uh, in it. But mm-hmm. the guy who developed this the initial test that would lead would then lead to standardized testing he was you know into eugenics you know he was he developed these tests for people that are going into the military to decide like kind of like where which faction that they would go into and things of that nature but his whole thing was developing tests that would essentially improve the human race and you know when white people say that they just mean like white purity Mm. you know excuse me and how he even got warped into being part of like the group that created the SATs and things like that is a lot of the uh, Im- European immigrants um, to the United States, they were just kind of really concerned about the level of integrations between white people and black people in the public schools. So they wanted something to come, they wanted someone to come up with something that was going to, you know, lessen 
the possibility of that or create more of a divide. Hmm. So that's hmm. how the, he was tapped on his shoulder to then develop um, the SATs, which is not testing how smart you are. It's just testing your aptitude on how well you can learn something, which is inherently biased to white people because he believed that white people are the superior race and smarter than pretty much everybody else. So when you see Latino students, Asian, not Asian students, Latino students, um, black students, and you know, those those um, different racial ethnicities not doing as well on standardized testing, it's not because they're stupid, it's because these tests aren't designed for them. They're and then on top designed of that, to do the opposite. <laughs> They're designed to do the complete opposite. And it's like on top of that, you're you have thirty minutes to answer thirty questions. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Damn, you tell me I just got one minute to pick an answer. They're like, Okay. And ooh, those they make so much money out of test prep. I'm sick of them. They be like, oh Okay, my God, read yes. the question for six point five seconds. Skim it, <laughs> underline, circle. Then you need to make a decision. <laughs> like they'll be like, you know, fuck reading the question. Just underline some shit and then bro, see what. Bro, they seriously like, they, bro. Why would I need to do that? I don't need to do that in real life. They have created an industry out of telling you what to do with these little stupid questions. Okay, you have yes. sixty seconds and don't get behind because then you're gonna miss some and then you're gonna fail. Right. Then you're not gonna get. And then you get into I the workforce. Work they give you the, two months to work on something. <laughs> When's the last time you had 60 seconds? Never. <laughs> Never. Hell, I take five minutes to log onto the Zoom sometime. What the fuck are you going to give me 60 <laughs> seconds to do anything? It's just not practical. It's not practical. No. Like, even when, when I took the GRE, they give you like 30 minutes to do geometry, bro. No. <laughs> I cannot do geometry in 30 minutes. That's not <laughs> the fuck. One question, I'll be on that bitch for five minutes. Because you got to do the math. You got to know which formula to use. It's like, that's a lot of brain it's power. Involved. I can't do that in 30 minutes. Not everybody thinks that. It's not, it's not because I'm stupid. It's because, shit, I want to take my time to figure out what the hell is going on. And in real life, and that's the that's the better thing. I hope I saw a video on Twitter of someone, um, a teacher posting saying that she lets her students redo their stuff. She was like, yeah, I okay, saw that. I I'm saw not that. giving, it was Victoria who had reposted it. Yeah. Like she don't have due dates. You have to the end of the quarter. Yeah. You have to the end of the quarter to do it. And she's not giving extra credit. Just go fix the stuff that you got wrong last time. Right. That's actually learning. Instead yeah. of like it being a trick, like okay, how fast can you get this, and can you mm-hmm. find all the what what why? It's always the haves and the have-nots, the do's and the don'ts, the cans yeah. and the can'ts. Like they need to okay, I can do this and you can't, so I'm better. I did good on this and you didn't, so I'm better. Right. Oh, because schools aren't really designed to really, you know give you access to materials that's going to make you, you know, a better learner, you know, more intelligent and stuff like that. They just want to confirm that. Like we said, this is based on, like, white supremacy. They just want to confirm that white people are just smarter than black people. That's it. So when people come in with learning disabilities, uh, with any type of disability, period, yeah, you're not going to do well because the system's not designed for you. No, it's Homework. What the fuck is homework? Why? Honestly abolish what homework. is homework what is the point of homework don't homework have, is not important we have school 
for you're school in school for work. eight hours and you're eight telling me that you couldn't hours. achieve what you needed to achieve if anything if they want to make sure that you're retaining you know the information mm -hmm. that means that you learn it today and then tomorrow before you go on to something new do a review in class yeah do a little worksheet to make sure like why why would you have somebody in the comfort of their own home in doing more work why as we're in the comfort of our own home right now doing but like work. it's just not <laughs> I, I feel like abolish homework and then one thing we did not mention too. this time is that like the inherent racial differences in these standardized tests like uh -huh. i talked about it in the context of the bar the bar exam is full of what would you do if like okay yeah. this happened and how does the law apply blah 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 i would read some of them questions and i'd be like what is that they'd be like <laughs> three men went and they played i'll never forget well i forgot the name of the sport <laughs> they were playing because i never knew it but yeah. i'll never forget reading it and they're like these men went and they were playing i'm like never heard of that before so now yeah. I only got 60 seconds to answer it. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So now I got to imagine it's basketball right. so that I know. Imagine, exactly. <laughs> imagine I wrote the standardized test. It's going to be, okay, these two girls got into it at the beauty supply over a direct. Now you're sitting there and you're not black. So you don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So now you're confused. Now you lost your 60 seconds trying to figure uh -huh. out what is a do-rag. What is the <laughs> minister? <laughs> what Literally, is got into it? You know, it's such cultural stuff that they don't put it. Even on the GRE, they have like a, what is it, the, the verbal reasoning section. These words, I swear to God, I've never heard these words in my fucking life. <laughs> Bro, I come from, I'm an immigrant. I come from uh, two immigrant parents. We don't use big words in my household. So and I'm a you, very big proponent of not using big big words. Period. For what? For what, what are you reason? trying to prove? <laughs> you read the thesaurus? Good for you. I didn't. So let's go ahead and peel back. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? You know, I don't like big words because I like simple English. Because first of all, English is a really interesting language anyway. I don't say it's interesting in a good way. On top of that, you want to have all these big dumb ass words, you know, that mean this very simple little thing why not just say the simple little thing <laughs> i feel like people use big words trying to be like snooty like prestigious don't get me wrong there is value in using different words like um happy or like um i was about to say geeked ecstatic i'm, I'm happy or like you know there's different levels of or i'm sad versus like i feel What's another word for sad? Somber. Somber. Whatever. I don't know. But those words are small. So there's value in using different small little words. But there's no reason that you need to be talking about some supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Super and it means something simple. I don't know what it means, but it means something simple. Like, what does that mean? Oh, that means stapler. <laughs> What does that word mean? <laughs> it means wonderful. Super, super cow. I don't, I thought they made that up for the movie. No, it's a real word. No, -uh. they ain't make that up for that movie or whatever. They probably did, but 
Whatever. In this context, it means extraordinary, extraordinary good or wonderful. You could have just said wonderful or great or good, decent, small but words with fragilistic different... I'm gonna put the uh, the voiceover of this Indian woman from Vine. Have you ever seen that Vine? Where her granddaughter was like telling her grandma say super califragilistic as philodocious and she's just like butchering it. <laughs> I'm gonna put the audio right here <laughs> That's because funny. that shit's so fucking funny. That but yeah, I'm funny. not. I yeah, I feel like in the right context. But like, if we just having like we kikiing and you start using a big word, people also. I don't. I also don't enjoy big words, and I'm quick to be like, "What does that mean?" Because yeah, people. Me will talk to you like they're trying to impress you. Like, oh my God, let me pull yeah. out this good. I think I had tweeted about this because people do it like, oh, you're a lawyer. And then they s- switch up how they talk and they be, yeah. um, what is that? Like, what? <laughs> why did you just do that? Now it's painful to talk. Exactly. So I'm just like, using big words is not. So when, not the but then it's like, it was. but the, the GRE though, the shit don't even make no fucking sense though. It's one thing to use normal big words, but that shit just be like, it seemed made up in my head. Okay, I think it sound made up. Them kind of like, it's basically like, what's this word mean, right? Yeah, in this sentence. See them, I hate them, but they be trying to get you to figure out like if it has like P R E in it. Like, okay, that means yeah. before the. Why are we doing this? You can, bro? you can figure out the before, but what the fuck is the rest of the word? Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like you damn yeah. I understand, I understand pre exactly. <laughs> to know where that's the, what they want you to know. Like old ass fucking from. English. Yeah, yeah. Don't nobody have time for all that. I'm like, how does that test whether or not I can do this? It literally doesn't. It doesn't. But if we made the test, I would the wild hundreds. Where is this? Show me on the map. <laughs> Out west. And you know what that just, means? Yeah, like. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, so, we're going to start um, making tests. I'm going to make my own standard. We're going to make standard. Everybody's going to pass. Everybody's going to pass because it's going to be realistic. <laughs> Everybody's going to pass. That's, okay, that's another thing that I found, like, our society is so test-based and it's so yeah. not common sense-based that you can get very far <laughs> in life just being able to read and regurgitate, but then you can you don't have those person skills, and yeah. then it's not enjoyable to be around you but the world has gassed you and told you that you're smart yeah but you're not enjoyable right or you get around like some real like smart people smart beyond what we consider to be smart and you're like bro what you you can't even connect because you're not that type of smart if that makes sense it does but i don't like that kind of smart what do you mean what kind of smart I said, I don't like that kind of smart. Like, people, if I'm around somebody and I'm like, what's even going on right now? Like, you're so smart. I feel like someone who's that outwardly smart is not good at reading the room. No, like, not even, like, smart like like that. I'm just talking about, like, smart at, like, the world, the life type shit. Some oh, shit you're saying, you can't even okay. Learn. Yeah. Oh, you're like saying that. the opposite. Like, people who yeah, are I'm, just super in tune than we. Yeah, I ain't trying to be. Nobody, regardless of the GRE test to me, no. I'm talking about the opposite of that. People who are just in tune with the universe and 
Yeah. That's interesting because they have like conditioned us toward like, okay, if you're this way, then you're smart. But it's people who be super in tune and they're just super like, yeah, good at life and in tune with the fabrics of the world. And it hits different too. It does. It's refreshing. It's enlightening. And they come at all people who went to school who didn't, who did this, who didn't like some people are just insightful. There's just like no one way to be smart. And I think because they push just this one way to be smart to us is like why a lot of people have like college anxiety. And if like, if I don't get into the right college, I'm not going to have a good life. And literally all this other they, shit. I and they make like, money off those systems too. Like I'm, imagine and I'm how much it. a medical system makes all people who are depressed and anxious and shit like that. Literally. They want you to be in that state because they make money off you. It's true. I feel like the best teacher of all is life. And the best, mm-hmm. like, the smartest people are those who master that or who pay attention to that. Like, okay, something happened to me. Let me think about it. How can I avoid that? Last time, those are the people who are, like, full of wisdom. Like, I feel like my dad is one of those people. Like, he has had yeah. so many experiences, and he didn't go to college. But I feel like he's one of the smartest people I know because he pays attention to life. Those are insightful people. But if I subscribe to the, like, okay, you have to go to Harvard to be smart, then I yeah. would not realize, you know, yeah, the smartness in several people. My mom is kind of like similar a little bit, but a little bit more, a little bit different. But I just be talking about her because, like, I I really do kind of be stressed out about you know, like, whatever the thing is at the time. And she's just like one of those type of people. Like, even with jobs, she's like, I would never in my life let a job stress me out. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. She's like, if I don't have a job, I don't care. <laughs> she's that type of person. She's like, I didn't see some shit, like, you know, because we're Congolese. She's like, I didn't see some shit in Congolese that, like, just being in this space here, I'm just like, what the fuck ever. That's, like, the vibe that she's on. She's just like, you know what? Can't nothing stress me out because I didn't been through some you shit. Said that and that. Mm-hmm. So she's like, and so when I be crying and shit, she's like, why are you crying? She's be looking at me crazy. She's like, what the fuck? So it's like, but I aspire has- to be on that level of like not giving a fuck because really you cannot give a fuck if you want to have a like a happy life. I mean, un- that's to an so extent, true. To an, I mean, I agree a hundred percent. Like your work, unfortunately, we live in this capitalist society, so you have to work yeah. to get money. But like that should not be the your you are not defined by that by yeah. your existence in that space. So like if somebody pressing you at work, like all right. Right. I'm giving it too much. Like, let me dial back because this is supposed to be where I get money, not stress, mm-hmm. sadness, anxiousness. Right. You know, like, that's not right. what that's for. So, she's right. Yeah. I remember calling, crying about when I lost a job. She's like, okay, just find a new one. <laughs> I just lost a job. <laughs> but, okay. And she's like, just find a new one. <laughs> everything, but when your work we see everything tunnel vision because like it's your world yeah. like okay yeah but yeah it takes somebody who's seen so much more to be like you're gonna find another job <laughs> like okay next right she's she's a very uh god's got me type person that's exactly how she moves like she's a what you, just, god's got me type of person uh-huh so when i tell you she really just doesn't care about a lot of stuff you can't really shake my mom too much i aspire truly so she just be like, hmm. as long as y'all good, that's my concern. Her kids, it's like if y'all good, I'm good. Then I'm good. But she's like, if then if y'all not good, then I'm gonna be stressed. Out. But yeah, 
we be good. What was our, is that our last thing? Yeah, it was standardized testing. So that was a very roundabout way of um, saying <laughs> no, that standardized testing abolish sucks. standardized tests and take my test, the out west Yeah, test. they need to ask me to make a test, shit. My stuff would be so good, too. Mm-hmm. We should I'm make some a- Beyonce stuff on there. Answer this question. What's Beyonce's best song off Lemonade <laughs> all right. night? Or um, what's that one that's my favorite? Love Drought. It's Love Drought. Anyway, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, damn, if you let me think for a second, I have 60 seconds. The fuck? That's how they be giving you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that shit. I just think they just need to do a test where it just like ranks you what type of pro- person you are, and then just curate your learning that way. That's it. I really don't. We I have don't, so much better people. I don't. Think or that, abolish test periods. I think abolish tests periods. and make school more practical. Yeah. Like okay, in this kind of thing, you'll be doing this kind of thing. Like, why do I need to know it better than the person next to me? Are they gonna be there right. at the job with me? trying to do right. it faster at the same time no they're not we need to both know how to do this so just show us both yeah. how to do it like what do y'all mean you get a 98 and you get a 96 what why can we just get we need to go back to s's and e's like pass fail not pass fail but like you know are you mean it you know is what? it okay let's some get back of, to that some of the like big like top tier law schools do pass fail do you know berkeley law like yeah. the Berkeley law, pass fail. Is that like good for y'all though? Because isn't law school like super hard? Like if you law school is law. extremely hard. But do you know how much less stressed I would be if it was a matter of pass or fail? Because I'm a pass. That's true. Sure. It's not a matter of like, oh, did you get like a C or a D? No, or it's a literally or D? I pass. So then when jobs want to know, like, did you? I passed. <laughs> <laughs> I think pass fail is like. Maybe pass fail a little bit of improvement in the middle, <laughs> a little bit or something like that. But yeah, I would have. I'm pass not big on grades. Or try again. There we go. Pass or try again. Because it might just take you some time to really conceptualize some shit. That's mm-hmm. how I be. Sometimes I'd be like, let me just take a moment and think about this shit. Right. And what it means. Right. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, to wrap it. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, are you coughing? I'm no, just I have, I'm just my kidding. Mute, my mucus ran out the wrong, the wrong route. Relax, Mr. Worldwide. But um, yes, y'all, we have re-recorded this. I really wish I would have heard the first version. It was so good. We can't be telling but, them that. Oh, my fault. So to wrap it up. <laughs> Because we went on a lot of tangents on this one. We really did. Can y'all tell we, we missed talking? Lord. And we're like, uh, and that also made me think of this one thing from two we years did. ago. We did. <laughs> I just get so talking every time I think about it because we really planned out that day. It was just so perfect. We got shit done. Went on my trip. Tried to re- edit the shit. It was not there. Anyways, um, so... That is it for Everything is Racist, y'all. 
Um, just remember that next time someone asks you, like, why are you bringing up race? Um, why is it black? Why? Why is it whatever? Because that's literally how it is. And we can't be naive to that. This is a very systematic system that we live in. So everything is quite simply Racist. about race. Racist. If, it, if it wasn't, America wouldn't be where it's at. So That's yeah, so true. We should do an episode imagining... No, I wanted to do an episode imagining if we never integrated. I would love to see that. Because next, things would low-key be Bussing. better. Bussing. If we really had that separate but equal... Baby, oh, if it was equal... Oh, i tell you. Okay, it's funny. I had, I had taken a class about this. Mm-hmm. And I was like... It was education law. And I was kind of like... Um, I understand how integration is supposed to be good, but like, I had to be the devil's advocate person. Like, but um, low key, but statistics support the suggestion that like integrating didn't really help black people, or and probably could say as far as people of color, if anything, it put uh no white, didn't colonization. It, it put white kids into uh what do you, what's that word um a like service immersion drip like ooh we oh, like it's missionary type shit it is the, the Paul we talking about you ain't they had no business sending all them white kids out south for a fucking field trip <laughs> for a week no, what no, I really do have they did what oh you didn't come to DePaul at the beginning but yeah every uh freshman you either choose to be an explorer or discover and what you do is you go to minority communities, essentially. For one week before school started, me, the only black girl, with a whole bunch of white people, and one Latina girl, we went to different parts of the South. So we went to the Sensabina, and we sat down and ate some soul food, and just went, we went out to Austin, too, to this one, um, this one um, nonprofit place. We learned about this girl who baby died, and... Yeah, you just get immersed in the black culture, but I don't think they go about it in the right way when you have a whole bunch of white people just on a field trip, like you're in the zoo or something. It's weird. Bro, I'll... It's weird. Yeah. But that's how they... discover or explore. Hmm? But that's how they be feeling. Like, oh, it's real jungle around here. I never forget. I drove... Exactly. It was a girl who went to my high school. She's white. We drove from, like, West Loop or something throughout west to get home i'm like yeah i'm just gone she was like like afraid like in the car okay afraid of what i'm like get this girl out my mother like but okay yeah yeah that's true paul weird as fuck with that but I didn't you know that because, yeah, I didn't You go got a grade on it. So, yeah, you got a grade on it. So, you have to. That just brings it back to, okay, here y'all go with the grades again. <laughs> okay, anyways. Grading, you know? Yeah, that shit wild. But, yeah, this is Everything is Racist episode. Part two. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And um, follow us on Instagram, Read the Room Pod, Twitter, Read the Read Room, the room pod. pod. Email. email read the room pod, read the room at, pod gmail. at gmail.com bye y'all